the touch of a velvet hand like a lizard on a window pane. Um, you can't throw your head so back like that or your lapel mic won't pick it up. No, I think it will. Will it? Well, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Okay. Um, so this is our cold open to... Can I not... Should I not turn my head? <laughs> I think Just my point. boob is swallowing it. What do I do? No, you Just let it go. It yeah. Fiddle, fiddle, fiddle. Um, <laughs> this has been We're a going, cold... Uh, the podcast is going through a tunnel. Nope. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um... This has been a cold open to... I don't hate this. The Avant Discard podcast. And like uh, a good artist, we are... (laughs) Making do with the materials that we are given. Yes, we're dealing with ambiguity and working with contingency. Yes. Um, So true, so true. I'm Nina Lidoff, your hostess for the evening. Could I have an aperitif? Can you go get that for me? Or no, you just seat me. You're the hostess. <laughs> the mostess. Yeah, I was about to. You can have know. a charcuterie plate. How do you say can that? Can I have a char- <laughs> How do you say that? Um, Charcu- charcuterie. Charcuterie. It's uh, originally with shark meat. <laughs> it's just a board with meat on it. And she's. She's. Um, so we, we, we blew out our quads. What are you talking about? Um, Wait, who are you? I feel like I'm talking really quietly now because I'm afraid. We don't have our head. Okay, you guys, the headphones broke. Let's level with you. The headphones did not break. (laughs) (laughs) The recording thingy. Okay, let me just say, I don't know anything about technology, but something happened in the thing. It all started on fire, and then it was like They're like, an send, send Nina to get this fixed. The headphones broke, <laughs> and then they're like, there's nothing wrong with your headphones. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, now we have a different recording mechanism, and we don't have the headphones on, so we can't hear each other. So it's like... Yes, we can't <laughs> hear each other easily. La, 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 I it's can't like hear normal... you. It's weird. It's like we're having a normal it's conversation. Like... <laughs> it's so fucking weird. It's like it's I've like never had just... a normal conversation before. It's like we're just talking... But there's something on my neck, so I don't want to move. You guys, you don't know this, but Eric and I, um, we met the first day that we made this podcast. We've never talked to each other outside of it. I've never heard him with no headphones on. Yes. It, they're like safety. I'm like not moving my neck either. I'm like, the, well, I keep bopping here. my chin into the. Okay. Alrighty. I feel like Christopher Reeve on the set of Rear Window. <laughs> I feel like Christopher Robin. On the set of Winnie the Pooh. (laughs) I'm just like, don't, because I don't know what's going on, so I can't hear myself talking, so I don't know. All right, this is crazy. And then our producers just sit there having a drink, smiling (laughs) away. scotch. Listen, it's this is the inverse of most podcasts. Usually we're like, oh, it's like so weird. I'm talking, but I can hear my myself. own voice through the headphones, and my voice sounds like so totally weird. It's like when you're a Today, kid. Today we're just normal. We're just sitting here like normal people, and we're having like a, a existential freak out about it's it. It's like when you're an adolescent, and you're so upset that you don't believe in God, and then you're like, I can't feel God anymore. <laughs> what? Do you I, ever, doesn't everyone have that? No. Like, were you? I like, actually thought about that today. What did you think? Um, I just remembered a day when you were like, I can't remember the exact wording, but you were like, you don't still believe in God, do you? 
<laughs> and I had only known you for like three months or something. And I was like, oh, brother. Well, I've been told I move real fast. <laughs> That's completely the opposite of true. Um, Eric's a hard person to befriend, but he'll be oh. your friend for this podcast. Well, he's, no, he's easy to be friendly ears. with, but he he's not easy to know secret things about. <laughs> he holds <laughs> those things close to his chest. Exactly. Whereas Nina's like, my middle name's It's not. A it's the most common middle name. Is it? Yeah. Me, though, that sounds like a name. Well, Eric doesn't believe in God. It's his middle name. What the fuck, you bitch? <laughs> oh, he just dropped the mic. He ripped it out. He ripped it out. He ripped a little piece of his shirt out too, and now he's storming away. And the headphones are broken. <laughs> All right, so um. So I was in Switzerland. Oh, recently. were you? Yeah. Here I have. Your shirt has a hole in it, like cheese of switzerland it doesn't actually have a hole oh. it, it had a hole from my imaginary thing where you ripped your mic oh. out you got a yes gorgeous. and a little bit harder oh. okay um what do you want to do he's rooting through a bag of hopefully goodies so here is the the handout from the kunsthaus zurich um Ooh. i thought you could take a look at it and then ask let me know if you have any questions. <laughs> okay. Plan. That is apparently map. Okay. Ooh, the Miro Garden. Or the Jardin Miro, as I guess they would say in... Uh, French, maybe? The, Jardin? Yes. Jardin Miro. Metobus. Um, Kunstvermittelung. I don't remember what that means. Art, middle room. I don't know. Lung. Lung. Ooh, Fushili Weiss. Um. So what? What did you see? What Ausstellungen were there? Oh, there was a John Waters one. I didn't go in there. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> um, there was this other one. They do this thing in Europe where they make you pay more for exhibitions. They do that thing in America too, but just. But not everywhere. Where you're like, you pay admission and then it's extra. Yeah, they do that at LACMA. Oh. It was ridiculous, okay? Because I was like, I'm a museum professional and I get in for free. And our fucking museum has your, uh, you know, Magritte painting in it right now anyway. So what is there even to see at your stupid museum? This is not true. I love LACMA. I'm, I'm being really hyperbolic. But my point is, is that it was free day there, so it didn't matter that I was oh. a museum professional. So you just wanted, you wanted I also wanted twelve dollars. I wanted all the things. <laughs> You're that like, were I know to it's me. free day, so can you give me twelve dollars? Because I deserve it. Um, but it was twenty five extra dollars to see the um, uh, who's that guy with the colorful lights? <laughs> Flavin? No. Dan Flavin? No, the other guy with oh, the. Oh, James Terrell. Lights. Yeah. 25. He's not the colorful lights guy. He's like the, the whole. Colorful with, room, the room that's lit with colorful. It's like the mysterious colorful lights. It was $25, 25 extra geez. to see that show. And it's just like an art And fun I was like, house. bye, You're Felicia. like, is this a wall or a light? I can't tell. <laughs> I wanted to see it, but yeah. not for $25. Yeah, it's just so art. So that would have been in addition to the $25 it costs to go to the museum. $50. 
for art. I mean, it might have been twelve dollars in the. I mean, 25. have have art museums ever thought maybe that's part of their problem? You could buy your own art for fifty for fifty dollars. You go to the hardware store and buy some colorful lights, put them in your house. It's like yeah, you could buy basically the same some, thing. No, but I'm just thinking like people already hate art. <laughs> you know, and they're mad yeah. about having to pay. 12 15 20 dollars or whatever to go see transformers and they're stupid and they want to see transformers you know like people complain about going to see things they want to see and then they're like art it's an art museum and then they're like and they're going to charge you that much money on top of it like yeah you know but what are you gonna do it costs 11 million dollars for the upkeep of this stuff yeah well maybe a fucking renzo piano would put it in elevator (laughs) I think you told me this already, but in Italy, floors are called pianos. Oh, I don't know, but... Because uh, I was also in Italy recently, but that's another episode that's going to come up, hopefully. We're doing we, a two-fold Eric in Europe episode. Yes, and she's voguing. Um, so, what were you doing in Switzerland? I don't want to talk about it. Oh, brother. <laughs> Uh, Holding it close so to I the make, chest. I make this trek uh, to the capital of Bern. Would you call it a journey or a pilgrimage? A uh, pilgrimage, probably. Because um, there's this, uh, the artist Paul Clay um, is von Bern. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a museum for him there. And they have a summer residency called the Summer Academy. At the Centrum Paul Clay. Or Paul Ooh. Clay Center. Total. Um, totally, yeah. Did Total. you see any Paul Clay when you were there? I did. And how was it? I don't Two remember. little arrows up? Yes, two little arrows up and a <laughs> frightened ghost. Uh, there were some funny faces. Um, I don't think I took pictures because of the reflections. Yeah. What is it with glass and art? doesn't mix yeah i thought there was non-glare glass there is sometimes but glare photos with glare glass are my pet peeve yeah photos are the worst because they're always like shiny jolts and silver anyway so you can't take a good picture of a picture yeah bummer but people try oh i forgot to tell you about my dream yeah so um tell me about your dream (laughs) uh last night i had a dream with eric in it and i told him i would tell him when i saw him but then like when we were on the on the air as you're not were. yeah you're not supposed to talk about off-air stuff i always get in trouble for talking about off-air. well i'm using that to set it up oh. the point is i should have just texted you it because now i barely remember oh. and it's going to be boring because listening to people's dreams are boring but basically um eric unless you're in it that's the that's the thing that's true eric um uh, had formulated this like performance art piece oh like, god change the channel <laughs> <laughs> he gathered together a bunch of people and it started with just me and then me and our friend Mia and like a bunch of other people came and some of them I think I recognized and some of them I'd never seen before. Um, and there were these dream people that you don't know in real life, but you did in your dream. Cause sometimes that's a thing. Uh, no, a couple of them I didn't know. Was this one of the houses you grew up in? We were in kind of like a weird, um, like ocean scape field like we were out in the wilderness (laughs) that's where i'd like to be um i it it was like a weird field anyway the point is a field wait a field leading up to an ocean yes 
I guess you'd call that like a, a beach. beach. <laughs> I guess you'd call that a beach. I don't know. Um, and you said you had, like, these challenges for us, and, like, we had to do them. Oh, I love it. Like, so this was, to, like, like, wild and crazy kids? I don't I don't know. What Did you ever that? watch Nickelodeon? Yes. Did you ever see wild and crazy kids? Yes, now that you say that, I With Donnie Jeffcoat and Omar Gooding? Yeah, but that was a long time ago. Yeah, but I feel like they would run on obstacle courses along the beach. Yeah, that's so, it was like, like you either had like a quest or like some kind of goal. And like, they were really dangerous, like increasingly, like one was like a race car, you had to like race. And the other one was like, you had to dive into the water and like retrieve some kind of object or like fight a shark or something. And then suddenly you were 12 feet tall and you had like armor and then like I almost stabbed you. But then you were like, uh... Like this is art by accident. Yeah. But, but somehow I thought it was art. That's all. That's the end of the dream. Oh. And then like everyone was writing about it in the papers, like the reader. <laughs> it's just like, oh, that's, you're like, and then everyone loved it in the reader. <laughs> kind of a letdown. I was all excited in the papers. No, I mean, there was multiple papers, but the only one I remember they were is the local, review in the reader. They were all local rags. But I was like, you're Your making us do all these weeklies. dangerous things. And like, why? Like, you don't. Why are you qualified to tell people to go into some kind of diving expedition? Because I'm avant-garde. What's your excuse? Just because you were wearing then like like trident armor or something, and then uh, you almost got stabbed with a trident. So anyway, that. Wow. Was... Well, there's a beach theme going on. Yes, there was definitely water involved. I love it. That was it. Um, good. So. Uh, so how how's it going? <laughs> Our producer is checking something out. I don't know what it is. Everything's good? Two thumbs up? Two little arrows up? Okay, so anyway. Um, okay, so you so were at this... So I make a this... yearly trip. Uh-huh. And, w- and so what is the... Ce- I wonder... Like, what is the center like? Like, is it a Paul Klee Museum? Yeah. Specifically? Uh, yeah, and then they have different exhibitions. Well, they always, like, tie into Paul Klee. Okay. Um, I think the one this time was with uh, Vasily Kandinsky. Mm. Um, there were some sweet ones I saw last year. I was pretty excited. Uh, this Paul year Clay's you were less good. excited. Well, this year it was a whirlwind trip. I was there. I was, I was landing in Zurich. I was going to the Kunsthaus. Oh yeah, the whole fucking point of this trip. So. <laughs> This is going to be a weird one because it's like the things that people hate most are hearing about people's dreams and hearing about people's Strips. vacations. Well, it wasn't. Sorry. This was, well, although I told the border guards that this was vacation, this was like artwork. This is like art. When you, you it's like a really. So everyone who's in art, like they, they're always questioning everything because fucking you can't not. Yeah. But also everything you do in art, there's no certainty. So you're like, well, I'm not really doing this. I mean, I like doing it, but you're also like, I'm spending my own money. But this is like a, in a larger description of like something you do as a passion in art where you're like, this is like a job that I've assigned myself that I'm not being paid for, <laughs> that I'm spending money to do. So then you're like, is this a vacation or? Yeah. I mean... It is. I mean, but it's also related to my field, which, again, I don't feel like a professional in because I don't make a living in the arts. Yeah. There um, was some story I read, though, I mean, I though partially about do as an adjunct teacher, but, you know, yeah. that's... I read a story where someone living. was talking about, like, the IRS was telling this woman she couldn't call herself an artist because she didn't make enough money at it. 
It was so depressing. Yeah. Well, I was like, I was talking to my psychiatrist and uh, he said, you know, it's like, it's hard. You know, in Europe, you get to just say you're an artist and people take your word for it. <laughs> but like in the U.S., you say that, but then you work part time at, you know, whatever job you have and mm-hmm. you're doing two things at once. And like, um, what do you, you really like do? Down. Yeah. Um, but no, I really enjoy going out there and it's a. I don't know. It's a thing they do every year where they invite a different curator artist to like come up with a theme. Mm-hmm. What um, was this year's theme? Has to check. Teaser, I think. It's called Teaser, like a movie teaser. Oh, that's kind of weird. Yeah. Teaser. And what kind of events were? I probably should have read the description beforehand. Okay, here. Uh, let's just read from the from the horse's mouth. The summer academy in Zentrum Paul Clay is an annual international platform for contemporary heart, art. And heart. And heart. With a lot of heart. Held in August in Bern. So, okay. So for some reason, so this is the weirdest thing about the city of, well, there's a lot of weird things about everything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that's art. Okay, we can close up shop now. <laughs> Bern is the capital of Switzerland, but it's also a very small kind of quaint town, so it's kind of odd, uh, but then people point out what's well, the political center, not the real capital, which is Zurich and Geneva, which is where the money is. Mm-hmm. Um, but another thing is, it's either spelled B-E-R-N or B-E-R-N-E, depending on the context of the sentence. Um, so that sentence I just read, you know, that it's held in August in Bern, or Bern for the English, it, ends, it ended E. So mm. I don't know how you know. Uh, it might be the dative case. For ten year, for ten days, twelve fellows working in the arts attend a series of workshops and public presentations. The activities of the Summer Academy are an integral part of the basic concept of the Zentrum Paul Clay, and represent the Cantonal Bank of Bern's commitment to training. So, um, when they built this new museum, they, you know, you get, as any good development officer knows, you get. Uh, civic-minded corporations and sponsors and things yeah, like that. Yeah, but this is also Europe, so I'm assuming they get money from the government. Yeah, but they also get the same thing when you have local philanthropists and things like that, or in this case, the canton of Bern, of which Bern is the capital. Maybe it's not the canton of Bern. Well, anyway. Bern's the, like, the can the canton's, like, a state, kind of. Hmm. Um, like a Bundesrepublik? No, because it's a confederate. Uh, Switzerland's a confederate confederation. Hmm. Go on. And I can't remember if. Yeah, no, I think the Confederates in the U.S. got their idea from Switzerland, because hmm. they're like, we'll be a loose association of, of free states. Um. But Switzerland. Like Florence. Yeah. Well, because Switzerland, that's why it has three national languages. German, mm. French, and Italian. Um, because there are different areas, you know, between those countries. That's what makes so up Switzerland. They were pretty autonomous. Yeah, and they were pretty autonomous, but they also banded together because they're always being threatened by those other countries. <laughs> and so they're like, well, hey, let's be in our own group, but we'll also, like, not fuck with each other <laughs> either. Like, so we'll let each other... They're just, like, super neutral. Yeah, so we'll have, like, our own... You know, we'll, like, band together to support 
ourselves as this group, but we also respect our independence. You know, so it's like an open relationship. <laughs> okay. It's like Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith. They're in an open relationship? Well, at least according to Will Smith, they are. <laughs> what? When were you talking to Will Smith about this? Yeah, uh, our fact checker's saying yes. <laughs> I, I believe that uh, it's it's stated as common fact. Uh, uh, two thumbs up. Okay. Um, I've heard it brought up many times on a, on a fellow, on our sister podcast, uh, How Did This Get Made? Um, they're they're Hollywood insiders and they know these things. And okay. They, they talk, there's an agreement. It's called the agreement. Good. Well, I'm back in the game now. Talk up with Will Smith. Oh, okay. <laughs> my ultimate life goal. That's never been my life goal. Um, but it can be now. Right. Uh. So yeah. So much like that. Um. Anyway. But you still. So you involve different organizations in this case the the bank was involved and rather than like say naming a, a wing Swiss bank yes as you would find in switzerland <laughs> um as rather in the case you know of like naming a hall or having the uh, bank of america auditorium or whatever they're like because part of their mandate or whatever is to be involved like it said in training uh, education things like that mm-hmm. so they um decided to form the summer academy nice. um and that also fits because uh, Paul Clay was a, a Meister lehrer and uh, taught at the Bauhaus and things like that. So that's kind of how it ties in. Cool. Um, I like him a lot. Yeah. No, he's he's awesome. Um, and the, yeah, so it's been a great thing where I've been, I was a fellow in this back in 2009 and then uh, have been able to participate and nominate people in return and use that as a uh, pretense to visit Europe or in some years moved to Berlin. <laughs> um, so that's why I was in Switzerland. Um, and then it's also, you know, I've met people, uh, different people, different places, things like that. And so, you know, then been able to like explore Zurich and things like that. So. Um, what art did you see that you liked? Tell us what you didn't hate. Oh, well, I was going to just tell my story. Okay, tell your story. So there's this painting uh, by this a Bauhaus colleague of Clay's uh, who's called Johannes Itten, which is his name. I think that's a weird thing in British English where they're like, instead of saying someone's name, they say what they're called. Oh, I Have like you that. that? Where they're like, I'm called Jake. Yeah, like, they're like, well, no, you're like, it's not like El Greco or something where they're like, it's Demarcus <laughs> Sarkopoulos called El Greco. <laughs> like, oh, it's this man called, yeah, his, his name's Brian, but he's called Jake. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, there's this man called Johan- Johannes Etten, um, and he has this. He was at Bauhaus too, um, and I. That means Bauhaus also, not the sequel yeah. to Bauhaus. Bauhaus yeah. too, more Bauhausy. <laughs> Bauhaus cruise control. <laughs> Bauhaus too, more to Bauhaus too. Bauhauser, Ocean's Bauhaus. <laughs> um. I don't know. This is this is my kind of reading of it. I don't know if it's true. Uh, Bauhaus to uh, to bow to house. <laughs> I hope the mic picked that up accurately. Yes, uh, with a happy meal from Wow Bow. <laughs> wow Bow House. Why hasn't that been a thing? 
Oh, there was. I think in Brooklyn there was a bow place called Bauhaus. Oh, nice. Um, Fuck. There's Brooklyn. like that celebrity chef Eddie Hong or whatever. His his place Eddie Footlong, the inventor no. of the hot dog. No, he has. A, <laughs> I can't even breathe because of. But he has a he has a, a house Taiwanese restaurant called Bao House. I love it. That's Is like, it all right angles? It's like your eventual restaurant, the Hamburger Bahnhof. Yeah. Um, shit, I was thinking of all these other. Uh, I have all these business ideas that are just based on puns. Yeah. But I think they'd be very successful. Like. I can't remember. There was something about like a head shop or something or a, a vape shop. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know what it was called. Consensual vape. <laughs> oh, my or legitimate God. Legitimate vape. There was like a whole bunch. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I would open them all in Ohio. Good <laughs> Legitimate vape. That's like that that place on on uh, Chicago and Noble called the Noble Grape, but it has like a really poor topography. So <laughs> it looks like Noble Grape. Yes. Oh. <coughs> <laughs> Shout out to the Noble Grape. Yep. Go buy your wine from it's a there. Noble Pursuit. <laughs> um. Oh God. Uh. So this man called Johannes Itten, um, this is sort of an extrapolation on my part, but he's a color theory dude. Um, and my, my take on it is that, Oh, is he the guy that did their cover art for that thing or no? Yes. Yes. It was our cover art for our, um, theories and principles of art. Yes. The elements and principles of art and design episode. And that painting is, and I'm fucking up because I'm speaking from memory. I don't remember the. It's like die Benidengunk, which means the encounter hmm. or the meeting sometimes is translated as. Um, but my take on the kind of history there is that it stayed in Europe while Josef Albers came to the U.S. And, um, and homaged all and over those squares. Yeah, and, and happened to get a job at Yale um, and came up with his own interaction of color. And so color theory in the U.S. is sort of dominated by Albers, um, where it seems like maybe in Europe it's Itten. Hmm. But Itten came up with the color wheel as we know it today. Ooh. Because prior to him, and this is true, there were color wheels that would have like 132 colors on them. Mm. And then there were color wheels that would leave out yellow. <laughs> what? So he's sort of like, like seriously, like <laughs> yellow is an important color. It is an important color. Just because like, it's the ugliest of all the colors doesn't mean it's not important. I don't, maybe they're like, well, yellow is a type of. It's a very light orange. I don't know. They're like, that's it's a, insane. It's a primary color. Yeah. Well, no, but he that's he came up with the color wheel we know today. So he took he came he looked, up with the color yellow. Yeah, until him. <laughs> you know, he yeah, invented I mean, primary that. colors can't be made by mixing colors with yeah. other colors, but someone had to invent them. Yeah, you had to. Ma- well, I always wonder where you get those three. Like, where do they, when you Nature get. from God. Yeah, himself. but when you look at lemon yellow, there's nothing fucking natural about that shit. <laughs> True, but it was made with chemicals. Right, but I mean. Chemicals are nature, sort of. But they're mixed at the factory. 
Yeah, but they didn't or have... Or up in heaven, they're like... They didn't you have either, factory you either get, paints until, like, the ni- 19th the century. The 90s, man. <laughs> Nine. The 1890s. Yeah. Well, even earlier than that. Yeah, but... Um, no, but I mean, well, you would get sulfur or something and grind that up and mix it with a little bit of linseed right. oil. Fried up, got yourself a stew. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so he kind of looked at all the different color wheels that had been sort of put out there and spectrums and stuff and came up with this very simple, elegant solution. Um, um, I threw away a color wheel yesterday when I was cleaning out all my art bitch. stuff. Sorry. Well, um, we'll talk about that more on our decluttering podcast. Yes. Uh, uh, so he, this 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 made. painting called the interaction or the the encounter the meeting, the benign benign gunk. I'm sure that's not how it's pronounced, but I don't know how to say that. So I gunk, gunk, g u n g would be gunk, 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 functorm, functorm, hammered site. <laughs> um, so it's his painting. So it looks like a lot of his paintings illustrate his kind of color theories. So this one is like, it has this spiral form in the center and um, coming out of it is, is one spectrum that, you know, goes from light to dark in terms of color, color, hue. You don't need Um, to explain it. Our super fans all know exactly what our, our cover art looks like. Um, And it has another spiral that does it in terms of value. So, you know, going from light to dark, just in terms of black, whites and grays. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then, you know, so I use this painting in my uh, lectures intro, and yeah. so my intro to art, Art 101. And, uh, you know, at one point I, I was looking at it and I'm like, where is it even located? And it's at the fucking Kunsthaus Zurich. Zurich. <gasps> Did you go see it? I went to go see it and... Uh, I can sense already this is going <laughs> to be a sad story. In its place was an, uh, well, I don't know if it was in its place, but they did have a painting by Johannes Itten, but it was not oh. that one. Uh. And I thought you were going to say something worse, like in its place was a balloon dog by Jeff Koons. <laughs> no, there was, it was a painting that I'm led to believe, well, I'm just, I led myself to believe. <laughs> <laughs> like most things you believe. Um, it was a child playing with what looked like color theory toys. Aww. That's like when in, um, it was like in the style of like a Russian icon, so it weird. looked kind of like kind it of had that good. sort of like uh, well, it had gold leafing, and then it had that sort of like naive kind of idiot Northern European style, <laughs> oh, like big foreheads. Yeah, uh, you know, look, and big it was foreheads, just, thin noses. Yeah, and I'm sure maybe it's a cool painting, but I was so I was like, this kid, there's, I'm gonna find the real painting somewhere. Um, uh, that but that was, reminds me of um, when we were at the present wrapping table and that guy bought the Pantone baby book. Oh, yeah. And I was just imagining, like, if you were a graphic designer and you gave your kid the Pantone book to, like, learn about colors, but then you were like, I need that. I'm on deadline. <laughs> <laughs> like, grab the baby book and you were like, oh, it's uh, PS3744. <laughs> but anyway, fuck. That fucking blue. There was no no encounter for me. Wait, I'm sorry. Um, I thought that Andre was asking if we wanted more water, but somehow you got liquor? I didn't know that was an option. <laughs> we're, we're drunk podcasting because our hearts are broken. That I mean, I literally... The hearts you're saying, are broken like, was this like about... 
Yeah, that you're like, is this a pilgrimage? And I'm like, I mean, that was part of my plan was like, well, fuck, it's at the Kunst House and I haven't been there. And, oh, this flight's perfect. It, it arrives at 8.30 in the morning on Thursday. The Summer Academy event that I'm going to is Friday evening. I will spend a night in Zurich. And holy shit, that's the late night of the Kunst House. It's open until 8 or something like that. It was a perfect storm. And uh, also, they have a uh, Georg Boslitz painting of a dude with a cat head. Whoa. And that also was not on view. What? <laughs> Uh, and then, um, so I bought a they postcard. They took their Mona Lisa's off of you. Yeah, and I was just like, "Fuck my life." Uh, so it I was mean, stolen. I, I had a good visit. I think, honestly, I think I saw the Piet Mondrian that I wrote about in that paper about why Piet Mondrian sucks. Because <laughs> I was saying that it has like an unusually large red area, correct? Uh huh. So I saw a Piet Mondrian with a large red square in it. It's pretty hot. Um, I did see some good work there, but I was... Uh, just, you were just disappointed. It was just like everything else you saw after that was Well, just it's like, like a... if you went to the Art Institute and uh, the old guitarist or uh, LeGrand Jot's not on view. Well, LeGrand Jot is always on view because it can't ever leave the museum. Because last uh, time it left the museum, it almost started on fire. <laughs> was it the L.A. County Museum? Ed Ruscha. Do you know who Ed Ruscha is? Yes, but I don't know that. He has a famous painting called the Los Angeles County Museum of Art on Fire. <laughs> I, I, I gathered that from the joke. Uh, I wish that I could it's visualize it so I could laugh more. It, imagine LACMA. Mm-hmm. And then imagine fire coming out of it. What? There's <laughs> your painting. And then you'd probably be like, oh, that's before they had the edition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was thinking like that in my mind when I was yeah. uh, when I was uh, visualizing nice. it. Nice. Um, but the red part would look great if it was on fire. Also, that Terrell show would look great on fire, so yeah. no one would have to pay for it. I'm um, so bitter about that, and that was already two years ago. <laughs> yeah, and also James Terrell is kind of meh when it's compared to Die Bedeintgunk. <sighs> anyway. I just couldn't. I was just, fuck. And so I bought a postcard of it, and then they. I was looking through these huge exhibition posters that they had. And then they had a little one of it. I'm like, I should buy this shit. And then, but, it, but then it was like 60 euro or something. 60? 60? Yeah, it was a little one. Then I realized that the big ones for exhibitions Got they had were handle. like cheap. And then the ones that you really want, they're printed on nicer paper and they're smaller, but then they're like twice as much. And then I was like, should I get a magnet too? And I'm like, should I just get everything with this thing on it? I'm like, no, none of that's going to make <laughs> up for like, not seeing What the if painting. you like wallpapered your whole house? <laughs> With just that painting, it would be insane. And everyone um, would be like, are you gay? And you'd be like, no! Just because it has rainbow colors doesn't mean it's a rainbow. Yeah, it also it's not the right rainbow. I know. Because you know how there's certain... It's not just It has any, yellow in it, though. It does. So it 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 represents all the colors in the spectrum. Um, it, the visual spectrum. Right. But the, the painting in question has different uh, tints and hues. Did it not? It didn't make up for seeing the painting they could buy in the gift shop because people get really people get no. Really it upset. didn't. That's what I was no, saying. No, it I was doesn't. Like, but what? But you I was still like, should I get it. the magnet? Should I get everything with the thing on it? And then I was like, no. So I just bought one postcard of it because because people like they're and like, I, just on I came the all the way to the... see this painting and it wasn't even there, so I had to buy a picture of it in your gift shop. Like that's people get mad about that, and I'm like, oh. 
why'd you buy a poster of it then? You didn't even see it. It's like a poster supposed to remind you of seeing it, but you didn't see it. But it's the closest thing because you can't just get that poster anywhere. You know what I saw a postcard of, of that I didn't see in real life? Well, my, okay, so my the, assumption, so wait, when I look I'm up. I'm telling a story. Fuck. It's a I'm short, not done emoting. My story is short. <laughs> it's that when I was at the Musée d'Orsay, I didn't see the painting Origin of the World for some reason. I thought I went to, to look at all of the paintings, um, but for some reason I didn't, but there was a postcard of it in the gift shop. So I, I looked up the word cunt on Google the other day. <laughs> for those of you who don't know what Origin of the World is, Imagine where babies come from. That's what the painting is of. Coming out of a coming coming out of a big hairy French snatch. Oh God, you're horrible. Wait, I was looking up the United. I was looking up the EU, and there was like a version of that painting, but it was just like a girl wearing EU panties and like. See, political art doesn't work. You would have liked it. Um, no, but I really was googling that word just to see. To see, were you image Googling it or just? Well, I just, you just hit it. In, well, you know, like it's like Google roulette to see what happens. So were then you it feeling was. feeling lucky? Oh, yeah. Uh, so it was all just like um, Urban Dictionary, or I think that one was Merriam Webster that it said female genitalia, vernacular, vulgar, or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I love when Google pulls the Wikipedia and then the first hit below it is the Wikipedia too, so it's just twice. Um, but anyway, I was like, oh, well, this is lame. It's just like, you know. Slang. Slang. Or if it's Noun. like British, Slang. then it's like a total British, wanker. Okay, yeah, or it's like British grandmother says it at polite dinner conversation. <laughs> they just say, the Brits just fucking say that word all over the place. Yep. And then you go over there and they're like, you're so American with your motherfuckers, this. <laughs> I feel like I can't say, like, what if my mom is listening to this? Oh. I'm just kidding. So anyway, I did the image search. I did say wanker just now. You know, there's not, that's like, and there I were guess actually wanker no, and jerk off, but like. No, tosser is the very offensive oh, English yeah. one. But, I, but I'm just saying like, Americans don't really say, I guess they say jerk off sometimes, but like, that's, that's like, I, yeah. I think of a particular kind of person using that as an insult and that person yeah. is a white male and he's driving a pickup truck. A jerk, or you're like, you're, you're. No, did your dad say that? No. no, no well, we I'm got old, saying, weird dads. I'm just saying like, that the British you know, have, like, eight different yeah. of, types of slang for that particular action, yeah. meaning a jerky and stupid person. Um, They're like, you masturbator. Right, but, like, Americans <laughs> just don't say that in the same way. Jag off. Mm. Um, makes you feel so gross. Just even so most, most of the image hits were all, like, just memes of, like, people saying stuff. And then... There were like about 300 pictures of a woman with a huge bush sitting on the floor with her skirt lifted up in front of Origin of the World, like some action or some performance or something she'd done. Wait, like in front of the painting? Yeah. How big is that painting? Uh, it's not very big. I assumed it was pretty small. It's pretty small. So how could you? So she was yeah. just like standing and was like black. No, it was on the wall. No, she was sitting on the ground with her legs splayed in open. In the museum? In a museum. And then there were like people around. I don't know if it was. I assume it was some sort of gorilla performance. Gorilla girls performance. No. no they wouldn't she, do something that shitty. No, it was it was pretty stupid. Um, I was also thinking that probably if you interviewed about it, she would spend a lot of time talking about how long she grew out her pubic hair to match the painting. You guys can't see what I was just like, whoa. <laughs> and I was like, oh, good job, internet. <laughs> and that EU picture didn't come up? No. Well, I didn't, I mean, I didn't spend a lot of time. Well. 
Oh, you're going to pull it up now? Well, I'm going to see if I can. You you talk about what other things. Um, so anyway, I was really disappointed that uh, I didn't get to see the painting I went to go see. Um, I did see a lot of good paintings by this dude, Fernand Hodler. Um, I'm not familiar with him either. He's, uh, oh, geez. I mean, I guess I'd heard of the name, and then I was just into the painting, so I didn't really bother to read that much about him. Um, uh, he's sort of related, I, I guess I would say, maybe like symbolism and decadence. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm, the paintings are really amazing, and they're the kind that seem really contemporary, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, the colors are like Crayola colors, and they look like G.I. Joe action figures. There's a lot of paintings of soldiers and stuff like that. And they are like... <laughs> Um, why I'm, are you showing me this? And I'm then, like, sorry. Not, I how can't. Do we do, so you found an image. I found an image. Describe it. Describe it without using any character names, though. So just describe what we're looking at. Okay. Um, we're looking at the picture on the wall. I think that this of might. The, lay, of lay the origin. The origin of the world. I think it might actually be the real painting in the Musée d'Orsay. It's in a very gilded frame. There's a. A, a puppet. A puppet. <laughs> It's it's a famous puppet that you might recognize. Um, He's it's got a yellow head. He has a yellow head. Shaped like a banana. Yeah. He has a stripy shirt. He's roommates with a guy who Did loves bats. Did they just bats. come out? No, they're puppets. Wasn't there a whole thing I've about been them over coming this out? So or was this just the no, thing of the cover no. of the New Yorker? No, 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 no. They, okay. Was it the cover of the, the New Yorker? The that reason that I'm, I'm supposed to not say character names <laughs> The reason that those two unlikely roommate puppets live together is not because they're gay. It's to show children that people who are different can still get along and be friends. I, it's also, I think it's just a, it's like a riff on the odd couple in the way that the Flintstones are the honeymooners. Yeah. Okay, I'm just going to go ahead and say the whole, I'm just going to describe it because it's just so, it's it's Ernie from Bert and Ernie. And uh, it's actually not. It's Bert? Yes. Which one? You're right, it is. It's Bert's Bert. The, the conservative stuck up one. Right. Like my grandfather. Just kidding. Yeah. His name is Bert, but he's not conservative and stuck up. Anyway, his hair, his tuft of hair is the bush on the painting. Nice. It's pretty good. I'm Instagramming it immediately. Oh, Instagramming it. Um, so if you can wait a few minutes, it'll be on Instagram. <laughs> but you won't. It will be on. I can't it'll put it on Instagram on until the episode airs because that doesn't make any sense. Um, that's great. I, I love that. Okay, go on. Um, so Fernand Holdler. Um, oh, I see the performance thing. Ugh, gross. So that's some terrible. some of the painting. I mean, I guess they might they might be controversial now. Mm -hmm. uh, he did some like big freezes of like Swiss history or one particular battle. I think where they fought off the Italians. Mm -hmm. It looked pretty fucking badass to me. Um, I like the way the soldiers are like multicolored in neon suits. Like they look like GI Joes or something. You know, like. Where G.I. Joe is like, oh, sure, we'll have a brigade of people that wear neon yellow and orange. <laughs> um, and, I mean, they're pretty, they're, they're pretty nice paintings, pretty bizarre, and they seem pretty contemporary to me. And I, mm -hmm. I always like that when you see stuff like that, and you're also like, oh, you're, so, you're, doing, you're like beating contemporary art then in the 1800s. Yeah, well, like, I mean, and that's what we said the other time is like that art is like a hundred years old or sometimes more and it's still so complex mm -hmm. and like people are still grappling yeah. with it. So it's like, why did anyone bother to make anything? Yeah. Afterwards? So it, it was, I, and I had a similar experience last year when I was at the Kunstmuseum Basel 
uh, you know, when we saw the Charles Ray and all that, and they had some paintings of his there, and I was really just like, whoa, these are great. But they had a shit ton at the Coons' house. And, um, yeah, they were great. And uh, it's good. It's got a good collection. It had some, uh, uh, it had a giant Robert Ryman painting. It was all mm. white. So I was into that. Your fave. My fave. Um, some Fishley and Vice. Oh, yeah, uh, was that good? Yeah, they were kind of interspersed I in this. I never knew how to pronounce that. Um, I like that. I like they're like buddies and they like make yeah. art. One of them's dead though now, so. Oh, I didn't know that. That yeah, made me sad. sad. It's sad. But I just don't, like, I think, I mean, we were talking about with the, the brothers Chapman. Like, yeah. I can't imagine making art with another person. Yeah. But I think that's really cool. Yeah. I mean, you can collaborate with a person. I'm thinking with my cat. He's not a person. I'm sorry. But oh, he's, what? He's Fuck not you. A person. <laughs> he's, he's a person. Oh, oh my God. Uh, no, I was thinking of that because I'm like, everybody needs a gimmick. You know, there's all these like the only married art team in the Tri-County area. <laughs> um, like Bernd and Hilla back here. Yeah. One of them's dead, too. I think I thought they both were. Uh, or maybe they're both. Uh, we're getting a note from our producer. This just now. Namjoon Peg and Shigeto Kabuta were married and they both made art. Did, what did, about did, Carl Andre? And do you think this picked it up? What? No. no. Say uh, it. Namjoon Pike and wife uh, were also <laughs> artists. Shigeko Kabuta. Shigeko Kabuta. Mm. Um, you know, and then, well, but we're also, there. Uh, she didn't get credit for a while, right? Well, yeah. You know, sort of like, uh, oh, what the fuck's that dude? Not Lars von Trier. Uh, Klaus Oldenburg and Kuzi van Bruggen. Hmm. Um, Christo and Jean-Claude um, So anyway Eric and blah 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 <laughs> But I was thinking that'd be like my That'd be a good gimmick You know You don't need a gimmick Yeah I mean, Ooh, You kind of do Sounds like you need a gimmick I need a grant Ugh Oh man I could I totally You need a project that. not a gimmick Oh No but no. Yeah but in today's But with times as they are a gimmick passes as a project. Because yeah. a project's too complicated to describe. Well, what's your mature style? That's the problem with you interdisciplinary artists. Yeah. You can't develop a mature style. So you need a gimmick. Right. Oh, what if your gimmick was to stage some kind of weird performance art challenge where you made us, like, dive underwater That actually shit. did sound like good art, but also it sounded like you had a dream about, like, the kind of art I hate the least. Like, I hate participatory art. I'm like, I don't like art that causes me to raise or lower my center of gravity while viewing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a low bar. But you will not I limbo under it. I had this friend that made a once in his show. And you had to crawl into it. And, you know, I was going right after work, so I had my bag and shit with me. And, you know, you're like, where do you put that when you're gallery hopping? Um, so you, like, crawl, and then you got into the pagoda, and then pagoda, and then you stood up, and then I was, pagoda. Pagoda? Pagoda. Pagoda. Jamaica. Um, and then I was like, shit, now I'm stuck in here because I have to, like, crouch back down and get out. But the thing is, no one knew how many people were inside. Also, it looked like it had about room for one person. But all these people kept crawling in. So it's like, I can't, I'd get down oh on my, my hands. God. And, like, someone would come in right when I was getting ready to go out. That's like, like a nightmare. I'm trapped. And I'm like, ah. That's like the that thing Bruce is, you'd Nauman. crouch down, then you'd be face to face with someone crawling in, and that's when I was—that's when I come to came to that realization, realization where I'm like, I will never again stand up or sit down for art. 
<laughs> it's like that Bruce Nauman that I saw when I was in Germany when I was I don't remember what museum that was at. The one that's like a wall and it gets increasingly mm-hmm. smaller and there's just a video of your own yep. back. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, there was one. I saw that there was a retrospective at the at the Hamburger Bahnhof actually. When I was Cute. there and they had that one. And they also had this other one where it was a curved wall and you could only go in one at a time. They had a security guard with a key and they would like unlock the door Whoa. and like let one person in and out. And it was the same way where it was a curved wall but it would like end up as a wedge at each end. Yeah. And I think it had, like, green light in it, maybe. I can't remember what museum I was at where I saw that. It's killing me. Whatever. Were you at the Museum for Gegenkunstwerk? No. Yeah. No, it was... I... I don't know. Salzburg College uh, people, I think probably... Beth Witter, if you're listening to this podcast, where did we see that? I'm sure you were with me. There was also this sculpture. It was, like, red lines, and they, like, made a square. (laughs) You know... Like yarn? Um, they were thin wire. I don't know who it was. Could it have possibly been yarn? Um, anyway, we're getting off topic, so um, this so isn't this the podcast of the like this one time I saw some art. Uh, maybe we should rename it. I actually it think that. that is the premise we of the podcast. Probably, we should probably rename it that. Ugh. Um so. so I did see this other show at the Kunsthaus about like well, let me read let me read the very promising description, and then I'll tell you what it actually was. If I, I'm uh, pulling up my notes here. It's this, you know, like when you you uh, call into AT and T or whatever, and they're like, uh, "It sounds like you have questions about your account." Still working on that. Somebody was like, "Why do people go?" They make like a little. Tisk noise. Oh, it was Dimitri Martin. He was like, why do they make such quiet laser noises? They're like, pew, 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 pew. But they just go like, do, 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 do. Oh, I saw Sweet Van Gogh, one of the ones with his ear bandage. They also had some Ooh. sweet monks. Um, oh, I saw Yo Picasso. Yo. Because they own that. The one where it's just a portrait of him. Which translates to I, Picasso, but oh. when you see it written, it's pretty cool because it's like, yo, yo. comma, Picasso. <laughs> yo. Picasso. Um, but that's my, pretty sweet. Uh, originally, my parents were going to name me Yonina. Picasso. <laughs> yeah, oh my God, I wish. No, they Picassina. were going to name me Yonina, J O N I N A. But Whoa. that would have been like, yo. Yo. Yonina. In the 20th century, humankind reflected on it. This sounds like the beginning of a space movie. <laughs> In the 20th century, Humankind reflected on its relationship to its Wait, surroundings. Wait, you went from epic, you went from like epic uh, announcer to like, I am a robot. I don't know. I was trying to think, how would they read this in, an, in a spoof, spoof space movie? In the 20th century, yeah. humankind reflected on its relationship to this, its surroundings and moved to Mars. In virtually unprecedented intensity. Today, we even go a step further by attempting to gain complete control over our own bodies to attain eternal youth. Yeah, it sounds like the treatment for Gattaca. Or a Brazil. Eternal eternal productiveness and eternal virility. Paradoxically, positive achievements such as improved hygiene, new insights into the correlation between physique and psyche progress in pharmaceutical and medical research and not least importantly better working conditions this exhibition better have pictures of hot people in it are what we prove are what prove crucial for this 
dictate of every of the ever more perfect body. Hot people, best card in Cards Against Humanity. At the same time, the world has become increasingly complex socially, politically, and technologically. We are inundated with so many external influences that our own bodies, whether naked or clothed, have become the most evident filter between our environments and ourselves. This exhibition, Sense Uncertainty, confronts visitors with questions revolving around intimacy, self-expression and vulnerability of one's own body and the bodies of others. When and where do I have a feeling of tender affection towards a person or object? That's weird for a wall text to say that. Yeah, it's, it's like, like it, came, it became it's like sentient. Came, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it became sentient. That's a great, actually, that would be a great text piece, like where the text like starts turning into like a, who am I? Why am I describing these things to you? How is this possible? That would be good. And why are instances of self-alienation necessary in order to recognize the self? Do I succumb to the power of images? More than 150 work groups by some 60 artists shed light on this reciprocal relationship. They come from the collection of film director Thomas Kurfer, Korfer and form the most extensive exhibition of those holdings ever before presented to the public. Uh, that so the sounds role, great. It sounds great. That sounds great. great. Uh, I don't know. You it don't was literally just a bunch of dicks. No. Oh. <laughs> like, it was like dick, 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 dick. dick like, was it a dick dick? <laughs> Sometimes they were triptychs. Oh. Uh, it, it did feature this uh, large uh, painting by Richard Phillips entitled Bukaki. Oh, God. Which is a painting of. Also, Japanese. best card in Cards Against Humanity. Yeah. Um, which is a painting of, of such. Um, Mom turned down the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I'm not saying there weren't, there weren't some good works in it, but it was like, since when does just like sort of crude fantasy drawing equal investigations of alienation and self and the body and stuff. And like, I'm like, I understand there's like a validity to sort of ex expressing or exploring sexual desire, but not in a way where it is really just like a bunch of like dicks and stuff. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, it's like, funny. It was really, I, I was like, this guy, I'm like, this guy clearly likes erotic art. Like, yeah, this is an totally erotic art different. collection. I, um, yeah, I, that's interesting. Like, it, the description sounds so good. Yeah, I know. I was like and so excited. And then I was like, wah, wah. <laughs> well, I thought you didn't really like body art that much. Well, this could have been. Because like when we first but met, you were like, what kind of art do you make? And I was like, body, body art. art. And, and you, were like, like, you were like, you were like, or you said like, you don't make body art, do you? Or something like that. And I was like, wah. but you don't really. Do I you? Do, no. Well, I, I think some of my works do deal with that. It's because, about the body. Yeah. Because yeah, I have a preoccupation with that. Yeah. Um, like socially or something. Oh, yeah. we're going to get a little too deep. It's actually, I think like, it's hard for me to talk about that kind of stuff. And that's why I like yeah. try to make art right. about it. But I mean, I'm all about alienation and. <laughs> Got that right. <laughs> um, no, so I was, it, it sounded very interesting and promising and it was yeah, just no, like, well, I just oh didn't think God, that it was going to go to dicks. I mean, like boobs maybe well but there were some boobs too there's like uh nobuyoshi iraqi photos oh is that that japanese 
Japanese SM photographer. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I was not, about to, I was I about said, to say a really precise. As I was about, I mean, as Basically, I said, it's not like there wasn't some good work in there. Well, I was just going to, like, when I was an undergrad, I, like, read about that photographer and then, like, I got a bunch of books to the library and I was very titillated by them. Yes. There, there were some other. I don't know if I would say their art so much as. Well, he's recognized by the art world, so he is art. I mean, they're definitely. <laughs> I don't know. He. I don't like him. I mean, I think he's a horror. And stuff I kind of think so. he's a bad person, though. Like, I don't really. You should watch this documentary on him really because like he ends practice. up being this like really. He comes off as this like very sweet and sentimental man. Especially when he's like. Isn't it like important to him that he actually like fucks the models? I don't know. I read that somewhere. Where like, <laughs> okay, our producer is giving me mind. a thumbs down on that one. Our fact checking is. Uh, I I have not heard that. Okay, I, think you're thinking of, I think you're thinking of Terry Richardson oh, and Doug Charney. Oh, maybe I am thinking of Terry Richardson. Who's who's uh, not Japanese. <laughs> Fuck that guy anyway. Whatever. Not literally. I think Terry Richards' writer is like you. Sickly well, looking I'll model. Fuck you. <laughs> um, no, you should see if you can get the documentary. I don't know where. It's on the flicks. No, I rented it as a video cassette from the Chicago Public Library at the Harold Washington Whoa. branch. Uh, Attention, all homeless people to Chicago <laughs> Public Library. There's some good shit there. They they had a great video collection there, and particularly like the art documentaries were really awesome. That's where I got all my Pee Wee's Playhouse videos. Nice. Because when I was a kid, I was already too young for Pee Wee's Playhouse, and they had it on VHS at the library. Um. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know. So then. That's like that Dick painting show that we saw. That was. Ugh. I'm glad I don't remember it. My favorite part, though, is he had this collection of, um, you know, I, I, I was glad that I got to see, you know, I didn't get to see the, the encounter painting in real life, but I get to see the Bukaki painting in real life. I'd like never seen that before. So it's like, oh, I've seen that. I've seen that reproduced in, uh, in books before, but never, uh, you know. IRL. IRL. You've seen Bukaki before, but not IRL. No. Uh, yeah. Ugh. Well, that's <laughs> not really my thing. Uh, no, but it was just funny to be like, oh, that's from a, a Toshin book. That's the guy that owns it now. Um, he had all these little, tiny little, like, uh, figurines from Japan. Hmm. Of, you know, like, Buddhist monks funking people and... Japanese women finger each other and stuff like that, but they're Wait, also were they, like super tiny. Like, or they were contemporary. I would say they were in the middle, uh, and that they were probably from the 1800s or something. Oh no! Okay, yeah, that, I like didn't old, mean ancient. I meant like with black print age. Yeah, they were, and they were like the thing is, they were so cute and tiny that like they were very lovingly carved. You know, uh-huh. like when you see little statuettes and stuff, and you're like, these are adorable, <laughs> <laughs> and they all have and. In keeping with uh, Shunga prints, the Japanese erotic prints, they also had very enlarged and overpronounced genitals. Yeah. So they're like these tiny little people, like with huge pussies. <laughs> oh God! And enormous cocks. Cocks. That's, oh, why it's did what's you? What's for dinner? <laughs> <laughs> this episode is brought to you by. Cocks. Oh my God! Don't even don't. But I'm just like, who makes body art about dicks? Let's like, ugh. Men have men have had enough say. In this world, 
Well, they weren't. There was. It wasn't necessarily a heterosexual man. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> They're still men. I'm just saying, like. Do you ever get so mad? You're like, you, you man. <laughs> I always do that. That's my mo. I just. That's like, my version of saying the c word. Yeah, you man. Um, I don't know. Like, I just feel like women don't make even heterosexual women don't really make penis art. It's like no. There was one that was a. Uh, she had a very long. I mean, it was supposed to be crude, but it was crude. Uh, drawing uh, of like Mickey Mouse with a huge dick fucking all the other thing and then Minnie being upset that she like cheated on him or something or he cheated on her something like that I Uh, don't know you know and it was like drawn to look like crude and childish and stuff like that yeah and that one had like a ton of mice sticks but they were pretty big actually Mm. Uh, and then you know she like he fucked Daisy Duck or something like that she was like you you fucking you cheated on me or whatever okay is the dicks part of the podcast over can my mom come listen again yes um since we're probably are we talking about wrapping up now um yeah so so what is the verdict on your time in switzerland oh i loved it (laughs) hey that brochure you have is saint colors andre's pants we'll post a picture on instagram oh geez you have to stop mentioning stupid things because then we have to verify it follow us on instagram at i don't hate this um I'm looking for an artist's name from the Summer Academy because I could talk about the work that really stuck. It was meaningful to you. Yeah. Uh, fuck. So many faces. So many places. I've got to have a memory. Sandra know that one. He's not listening. He's not listening. I have never been there. What are you doing? He's got two phones. He has two phones. He's weighing them in his hands. Are you not listening to a single thing we're saying? We are talking about dicks for 15 minutes. Was that not exciting enough for you? This is just weird because he can't hear us through the headphones, so he doesn't have to pay attention if he doesn't want to because we're not whispering. He's heard every word. He smiled sometimes, too. He gave two thumbs down when you had lies. And he Um, two little arrows up. That's going to be our new thing. Because uh, as uh, as you may or may not know, sometimes little arrows appear in Paul Clay works. They do. Do they ever appear both going up? They're usually pointing in two different directions. Hmm. Or there's usually just one. If you uh, know a Paul Clay painting that has two arrows pointing up, uh, email us at I don't hate this at gmail.com. Free rock. Also, uh, we still have a free rock. Yep. <laughs> what? We weren't kidding. If you want a free rock, just just uh, shoot us an email. Write free rock on a three by five card and mail it to us at one two three Yurt Street. Yeah, uh, Rockefeller Center. Um, so I believe this work was by Shahab Fatuhi, um, an Iranian artist, um, one of this year's fellows at the Summer Academy, um, and do the fellows like? How long do they stay? It said 10 days, 12 okay. fellows, 10 days. So That's it's not a, very it's, long. It's not very long. I think when I was there, it was a little bit closer, maybe 12 days, not quite two weeks. Um, so they do presentations of their work in different ways. Um, 
it's sort of changed over the years too. Like at first it was sort of centered around an exhibition and then our year they didn't, the curator was like, let's not do an exhibition because it shouldn't be production focused. It should be discussion and, you know, sort of a sounding board. That was the phrase he used a lot. Uh, Tear Dead Zolgotter was the curator my year. Um, and so then it kind of changed into presentations, stuff like that. So now when they have this event, it's like the fellows present things. Um, so this video by, I believe, as I said, uh, Shahid Fatuhi, uh, Iranian artist, um, is called Direct Negotiation. And it's uh, a it's video. A I already like the title. It's a video at night uh, looking out a window um, through some glass. And it's a, a cat trying to get inside. <laughs> And it's heartbreaking I because have known the cat. That there was a cat involved somehow in the art you liked, but I didn't well, see it coming. I mean, I know. Oh, it's whatever. No, I know. Because, but it, it's that, a beautiful. I know you love cats, and I know you love art, and I know that you love art with cats in it. But the it's like art a Venn diagram. Yes, the art with cats in it that you like is good art. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't like it if it wasn't good art because that it takes precedent. Well, and this is definitely an artwork where I'm like, I don't know if I like it, but it really, well, it's heartbreaking and it made me feel like too identifying with the cat. Like I felt like it was too much in my life. And then I was talking to my friend afterwards and he was like, you need to like get over that shit. So wait, the cat um, was just trying to get in. The, the cat's trying to get in. Um, and it has a lot of comedy to it. Like, cause it comes by and it's kind of like maybe a cat that's an indoor outdoor cat. You don't know it looks in the window and then it starts pawing at the window. It's like boom, boom, boom. And it's pretty loud. It's a quiet night. It's pretty loud. And you'll sort of hear its little paws like squeaking on the glass too. And it's like, it's like with increasing fury. And then it kind of stops and then it looks and then it'll like walk back and forth and then it'll try again. And then like one time it just puts its pop for a second. <laughs> it's fucking adorable and heartbreaking and hilarious. And the cat has perfect comedic timing and perfect screen awareness. Like it has, I've noticed this, like, uh, when I made videos of Woody. Um, he has perfect understanding of, like, staging and framing because he would always exit the the frame of the video perfectly and he would enter at the right time. Like, they just, when they wander around, they have, like, an understanding of the the Maison scent. <laughs> I probably said that wrong. No, I said it just right. Sweet. No, no, no. No, no, I didn't. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought you said, no, 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 don't worry down. about it. Two they have understanding down. of the... Mise-en-scene. mise Oh, oh, but I mean, did I use the term right? Yes. Oh, sweet. Oh, two thumbs up on the, using the term correctly. Um, well, the, but so you know what? But you did, what you didn't see is when the artist turned the camera off and then was like, oh, come on in, buddy. Which well, is like, I made this video when I was cat-sitting uh, my friend Emily's cat. Yeah, you better not her. fucking lock Bob out when I, I was... I didn't. <laughs> No. Um, so I made this video sugar, where, I, where I locked sugar, your cat no, out. Sugar loves yogurt, which I didn't know when I ate yogurt in front of her. And she was freaking out that she wanted to eat my yogurt. So I made this video where I was, like, moving the yogurt cup in front of her face. And she was, like, following it with <laughs> her eyes, like, frantically. And then I would, like, bring it in close. And she would be, like, and then I would pull it away. And she would look oh. so sad. But then what you didn't see is that immediately yeah. after that video, I gave her the yogurt tin to lick. So... Yeah. Yeah, so I'm not I was cruel. But I was just like with this desperation that this cat had, like wanting to get in, like uh I know, that was like that's how I feel, you know, this like you know, I was talking about alienation and stuff before, but it's it's this like it's complete desperation and this like 
yeah, just begging and, and, and uh, this isn't funny guy, you know, like it's this. Mm-hmm. And then it's also like levels of like, what are you putting up with? And like, do I stay here? Do I keep doing this? What are they, what do I need to do to let, to allow myself to get in? So it's like that question, like, would you have with relationships or career thing like this where you're like, is there a trick to it? Do I put a thing in the thing and like twist it a certain way? You know what I mean? Like, what do I need to do to like gain access to this thing? Mm. Um, what do you think of the title in relation to the, what was presented? In the well, I assume, I assume the cat's like putting it all out there. I want to get inside. Like, at first, they're like, oh, hey, I just say hello, I come in. But then they're just, like, they're putting everything out there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, they're they're completely being transparent in what they need. But it, what, um, I mean, but the title's negotiation, direct negotiation. So who But there's no negotiation. They're trying to negotiate, right? Like, they're mm-hmm. trying. Right, I guess what I'm saying is who's the other side of this the, negotiation? The is it negotiating the situation or or is it negotiating with someone? Um, well, I mean, this is just my reading of it. Of course. Um, well, I assume it's the person on the other side, the person that can control whether or not the cat's allowed in. But um, I think, like, the way artists talk about negotiating is, like, negotiating obstacles or something. Or, like, having some kind of confrontation with grappling with something. Right. Like, I think, I think negotiation like negotiating is an art the, word. Uh, it's not really. I mean, of course it means. Negotiating the obstacle course. Yeah, the one that you made in the yeah. ocean. <laughs> yeah. So that's the obstacle is trying to get in. Yeah. I think your reading of that is very interesting. And then, well, then the other thing was like, I was like, I just want the cat to be okay. Like, I just want to let him in at the end. And then I'm like, oh, well, that would make it a cute cat video. But then I'm like, they're not going to let him make a fucking art video. But then I was like, <laughs> it's the same cliche, though, like where the cute cat video for the internet is like, we have to let the cat in at the end to let everyone know it's okay. And then the art video is like, we can't let them know the cat got in because this is art. <laughs> right. It has to have this, like, uh, walk this yeah. tight rope of, like, uh, uncertainty and dissonance. Right. And that's probably why it's sticking with me is because I don't know the cat's okay. And, like, yeah, it's upsetting. Well, my I'm that cat. Is, I don't know. I haven't been let in yet. Well, so you think it's an indoor-outdoor cat. Um, I mean, you have all these assumptions about the relationship between the cat and the filmmaker, but in right. Iran, there might just be straight, cats on the aggressive street, yeah. stray cats. Right. Well, and then that's the other thing. I mean, this so is like, like no place for a cat. Well, I'm just like, maybe this... Because we don't know about this country it's in, right? So, like, you're having assumptions about, is it safe? Or you're saying maybe there's like maybe it's not safe for people. Maybe the I, cats are violent. If I lived in Iran, I'd probably choose to be a cat. Yeah, it'd be that'd be pretty good. Yeah, well, I'd always choose to be a cat. <laughs> um, well, I, I'm. I yeah, no. So we don't. Yeah, it could like be a Turkey neighborhood cat. In Israel is that cats just literally live all over the street. Yeah, always. it could be. Yeah, it could be the neighbor's cat that's always bothering them, or it could be their cat and they're like fucking with them. And but it could be nobody's cat. It could be like a feral cat. Yeah, but it could. No, that's why the Can cat cats thing get is rabies. Like, <laughs> um, I believe so. Yes. yes. <laughs> I just don't want to think about it. I, oh. Cats are just too sweet. I don't. Okay. Uh, no, but yeah. So yeah, you don't know the story of the cat. So it's also like, is it begging for food? Maybe they usually. Maybe the relationship is they usually just put food out for the cat, and the cat's like, "Hey, where's the fucking food?" But there's right. Like this could be a shakedown. I'm just saying the cat could be the villain in your story. But it's not. But my like as I said, my my reading is that I'm that cat. It's well, no matter how shifty its eyes are. (laughs) That's dog's job. (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, no, but well, because it's like I'm identifying with this with a a transparent desperation, mm -hmm. which no, is maybe I, I why I'm not let in. Maybe that's the Kafka thing where they're like, you can't. You're you're just you could have always come in and we were, you know you were just waiting for permission. Do you think if the cat had gotten in at the end, like it would have been a cute internet cat video, but do you think it would have been bad art? Like, do you think there has to be know. dissonance for it to be art? No, that, well, that's why I'm saying I'm like, and is it only binary? Those are the only two options. I don't know. Is there a third option? Well, it's like that video. I made this great video. Well, I guess, the, yeah, the option is either or not to let the cat in or not. It's Schrodinger's cat. <laughs> This has been. <laughs> is that a note to end on? Yeah, I think, I think so. that's good. Uh, I thanks for listening to I Don't Hate This. Um, if you know the state of this cat and you think you can tell it to us, email us at I Don't Hate This at gmail dot com. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at I Don't Hate This and Twitter at I Don't Hate This. We're basically in all the social medias: uh, Facebook. Tumblr, I don't hate this pod at tumblr.com. I uploaded a, a Tumblr this week and I just think Instagram might be the way to go. Uh, we'll have a discussion yeah. about it. Instagram rules. Uh, I, I love it. I'm a great photographer. In case I'm I have okay. one last. Um, and uh, don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes if you don't hate this. <laughs> All right, I have one last surprise for you. Close your eyes, hold one of your hands out. All right. What? Oh, oh, you can like open them now. Piece of paper. Oh, <laughs> wait. What is this from last time? Yeah. You've kept this, and you. Just yeah, I found this in my in my ephemera bag today. This is Eric's ticket to see Charles Ray Sculpturen, nineteen hundred seven and ninety bis, zwei thousand vierzehn. Um, uh, this is Swiss Charles Ratio. <laughs> Swiss Charles Ratio. It's his ticket to see it. So maybe if someone asked for the stone, maybe we would send that. I don't know. Yeah, you guys, if you want Eric's ticket to see Charles Ray in Switzerland from last year. It is 30 francs. <laughs> I don't know how much I paid. It's a zero, zero. I might have talked them into with my museum ID. Wait, I just real. Is Switzerland not on the euro? Wait, do I sound like a complete dits asking that? Uh, yes and no. Good. Okay. No, it's not on the euro. It's its own currency. Yes, I do sound like a dits. Is that what you? Yes and no. Um, some people don't know anything about Switzerland. I've never been Switzerland. to Switzerland before. Um, and that's Switzerland's fault. And that's Switzerland's fault. Switzerland, get on your shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, Swiss is uh, the Swiss franc. Well, um, how about that? Now I have of, to go so I can add it to my foreign coin collection. It's part of the Schengen Agreement, I'm guessing, because you can take trains across its borders. Hmm. Um, but they're not part of the European Economic Zone. Wow. Um, Fascinating. New facts learned every day, probably known by lots of people. I think because banking is such a strong part of their economy. <laughs> <laughs> um, because true. of their their neutrality thing, and I don't know, you know, why why isn't the England they're staying on the pound? They're like, I think we're better off on the pound. Also, because the queen is so pretty on all the money. <laughs> um, she could still be on their money. True. 
Uh, it's that. That's actually one of the things that's cool about like euros. Like, so you'll get a euro coin in Italy, and it'll have mm -hmm. Umberto Boccioni's uh, dynamism of a figure in form. I love that figure in motion. Sculpture. Um, so you can still have the queen's head on the euro, but True. they're like, no thanks. We don't want your your toxic money. We don't want your toxic Greek debt um, that you created. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the Swiss thing is like, well, if we're on our own currency, we're more attractive to foreign investors that hide their well, money. What do the in our francs banks. look like? Uh, well, the money is fucking crazy. It's like neon tie dye color, and they have like cool. a Le Corbusier one. Ooh. He's on like their fifty note. Are they different sizes? Yeah, because that's the problem sweet. with American money is the visually impaired can't tell which bill is which because they uh, all are the same bills, shape. I don't know about but all the coins are different shapes. And they, the other thing, like. It's very expensive there, so like, I think their smallest note is ten. Whoa. So they have like a five franc coin that's like huge, and it's got like Lady Helvetica with her shield. Whoa. Yeah. Lady Helvetica. Wow. Is it written in Helvetica? <laughs> they invented Helvetica. No, I know, but is oh. is like the text on the coin? No, it probably totally has serifs. No. What a disappointment. Anyway, thanks for listening. I don't hate this. Sarah, you later. <laughs> <laughs> Sabrina? Sabrina versprochen hätte. <laughs> also dann. <laughs>